You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Got a lot to talk about on the show today. Obviously, Arkansas losing to Mississippi State 40-17 to in Starkville. Very disappointing showing. We'll talk about that. And we're going to have Danny West come on, talk a little bit about football, talk some recruiting as well. Andrew Ellis also going to jump in uh, for his comments on the game. All that and more on today's episode of Hogsports Live. And before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways, ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page with 90,000 other Razorback fans if you haven't done so already. Throw us a thumbs up on this video if you're enjoying it. Also available on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube page, uh, go ahead and do that and hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. We're also available on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't thrown us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'd love to have that from you. Say something nice about the show. Let others know what you think about it, what they can expect from the show as well. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else and think to find your favorite podcast hogs wars is just one dollar right now for your first month at hawgsports.com third time's a charm so if this is your first time tuning in this is the third time we had to restart the show the reason i had to start last time because the uh, power on my mac drained all the way down it didn't recognize that the power was plugged in it was plugged in but it didn't recognize it so we had to reboot and restart over and everything and when it does that it just like makes everything just like slow down dramatically we're not ready to talk basketball yet, but 24-7 Sports came out came out with its basketball rankings, and Arkansas is number six heading into the preseason with the number two-ranked recruiting class in the country. Obviously, should be a really exciting basketball season, but we're not quite ready yet because there's still plenty to talk about with Razorback football, although it was really disappointing. I, and I'm right there. I, I, I thought they were going to lose going into the game because they don't have KJ, but I still felt – even if they had KJ, I thought it was going to be a tough game just because so many issues they're going to have, you know, they're having on the back end. Um, and we'll get into that more. Obviously, Arkansas plays uh, BYU at 2.30 p.m. Eastern – or, excuse me, Central Time. Don't want to get anybody confused on the time changes. 2.30 p.m. Central Time um, on an ESPN, and uh, that is BYU minus 2.5. That's 1.30 Mountain Time where the game is. You haven't been able to count on me, but at least you can count on Ozarks Go. If you have Ozarks Go, everybody, then you don't have to worry about your internet speeds or anything. That's one thing I knew uh, when something was going wrong here on the (laughs) first edition of the show. I was like, well, I know it's not my internet because I've never had a problem with them, but it was the computer draining down to zero, uh, zero batteries. So uh, if you don't have Ozarks Go, I suggest you check them out. You can go to ozarksgo.net slash hog. That's H-A-W-G. And you find out if they're available in your area. Think north of the tunnel in northwest Arkansas. And think uh, if you have Ozarks Electric, then you probably can get it. Um, Eastern Oklahoma has it as well. But the thing I like about these guys is I never have to worry about my internet. Never once have I had to go up and unplug it and plug it back in and tell everybody to wait. and Let's see if that works. Never. 
They came in and installed it, and I never heard from them again. So go to ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G, and you can find out more about Ozarks Go. See if it's available in your area. There's an icon up there you can click on, menu drop down on mobile. You can see if it's available in your area. But uh, the good thing about those guys, too, they're not going to, like, try to get you in on some super low price and then jack your rate up the next year. Your first year, what you pay is going to be the same as the next year you're going to pay, and you're just going to get great service, same upload and download speed. They offer a gigabit which is 1,000 megabits per second up and down, which I have. Fantastic. Uh, they also uh, offer 100 megabits per second, which is also really good. And it's 100 up and down also. So go check out our friends at Ozarks Go. Certainly appreciate them. And I've had them for over a year before I ever started talking about them. Uh, so I speak from experience. And I've had several others that I wasn't quite satisfied with. All right. This game. Certainly disappointing. I mean, first of all, you know, if you if you didn't watch the walk and talk, you should go watch the walk and talk because I give a lot of my immediately after um, impressions on the game. But um, I knew they were probably going to start Cade Fortin. I knew KJ was almost certainly going to be out just because of the nature of the injury. I've never seen somebody come back that, you know, was injured in a game and play the next week. So I knew he was probably going to be out, almost certainly. Uh, I knew they were probably going to make the mistake of start, starting Cade Fortin. It's nothing against Cade Fortin. It's just that – I knew, like, when they put him up on the board, you know, he's going to know everything. He's going to know where they go to the ball. He's, you know, he's a senior. He's been around the block and all that stuff. You know, he's um, hasn't played a lot of football, but he's been on a lot of football teams, you know, been in college a long time. So I kind of had a feeling, like, when it comes to passing and throwing the ball where it needs to go and knowing which receiver to hit and all that kind of stuff, he was going to do all that stuff in practice. But then you've got a guy like Malik who is just a gamer who – would have been the best decision to start. And I feel like they wasted a lot of opportunities in the first half going with the wrong quarterback. Uh, having said that, if Malik started the whole game, I, I still don't think they would have won this game just because uh, Arkansas is struggling so badly on defense. You know, not only have they lost their best player on defense in Jalen Catalan, um, they also – Bumper Pool is not playing very well just because he's banged up and injured. He's – I mean – it's clear. It's been clear to me for a while that Bumper Pool is not playing at the same level that we've seen it at, and he's just gutting it out. He's he's probably still their best option there at linebacker, and um, so you've got him banged up. You've got Catalan banged up. You you know you look at the back end, and you've got uh, Hudson Clark playing middle safety, who should probably be at cornerback. I mean, I, I kind of thought maybe this is a move that could work out too, but Hudson doesn't. He's not stout enough really uh, to be I, and I kind of thought maybe Malik Chavis may make more sense at, at safety since he's played it before why not maybe move him there and keep Hudson Clark at corner I don't know I'm sure they know what they're doing but you know that defense is going to give up a lot of passing yards the trick has got to be to keep them in front of you tackle well and when they throw you interceptions opportunities you, you need to turn those into to interceptions and they did that Really three times, maybe four, but I think really three times that they absolutely could have had interceptions twice in the end zone. And those are, you know, game-changing type plays. Swing the whole momentum of the game. I never felt like Arkansas really grasped the momentum. Even when they, you know, scored 10 on answer, I never feel like they just took the momentum. Uh, I never feel like, you know, the fire on defense, the energy, like, where was that? Where, you know, somebody makes a play. There wasn't a lot of them. Somebody makes a play and, you know, at least – you know, tapping them on the helmet, getting fired up, getting jacked up for your teammate. I just felt like they would, you know, make a tackle and then walk back to their position and get lined up. And I don't know. I just didn't feel like there was ever any energy there. 
That's my opinion on it. Uh, so I'm not sure that there's a whole lot they could have done. I would have done maybe probably stuck to the things that I do well, and that's you know rushing guys like Drew Sanders and Jordan Dominic, letting them get after the quarterback. Because Will Rogers, I think, was touched maybe one time. Maybe one time. And so if you're going to give up a bunch of passing yards, they gave up, what, 395, 395 passing yards, you're going to give up a lot of yards anyway. You know, for the offense, it's hard for me to, like, First of all, everybody wants to fire everybody. I, I get it. Everybody's emotional and they're pissed. Trust me, I get it. I understand. Um, firing the whole staff and everything isn't the isn't the answer, um, you know. And especially, it annoys me to see see some of that stuff about Sam Pittman, the guy who pulled Arkansas out of the hell that they were in. Um, Arkansas doesn't have the depth to sustain injuries like this. They're not Alabama, and it's been real unfortunate. And you like to say, yeah, next man up. But, I mean, sometimes it's just not the case. Sometimes it's just – you just – it's not a, it's not as easy as it – you can – you know, it's not as easy as it sounds. Um, you know, with Kendall Browse, they moved the ball in offense. They put up 483 yards. They couldn't get in the end zone. I didn't like the idea of, of passing the ball on either of those two rollouts that they ran on those fourth and shorts. I think they could have just run the ball, you know, twice. And, yeah, they got stuffed, but – I think eventually they would have gotten into the end zone, you know, probably because you'd had two chances. I mean, you're at one, you're at the half yard line on one of those. Um, so coming away with no points on two trips to the red zone, I mean, that's 14 points right there that you that you just lost that just evaporates. Um, and there are some others. Obviously, not having um, your quarterback, you look a whole lot different on offense with KJ Jefferson in there versus trying to figure out who's the starting quarterback, or, you know, in the game and you know all the other issues they're dealing with. So. Um, a lot of injuries on defense. I'm not sure that there was really an answer, but I would have liked to have seen him come after the quarterback. You know, yeah, LSU got four sacks for 34 yards, and they beat them. That was the last time that Mississippi State lost. So, disappointing, the whole thing. Listening to those damn cowbells. I don't understand why, like, if you're a fan, why wouldn't you just be like, man, maybe we should not do that. Maybe we should just yell like everybody else instead of this annoying clanging sound that we do. And they still ring the bells during the game, you know, when the center's over the ball. I mean, they still do it. It's – I don't know why the SEC, like, lets them – I don't know. I, I, I think it's so stupid that, you know, they're allowed to bring artificial noise – uh, and nobody else is, can everybody just start bringing – maybe everybody should start bringing artificial – just those horns. Just bring the horns. If they get to do it, just make sure you stop doing it when the center goes over the ball. I don't know why they get special treatment on that, but that's not the reason that they won the game. It just it, – it makes the game annoying to, to watch and, and be at and all that stuff. So, up next, BYU – 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, October 15th. We'll talk about BYU here a little bit. And then it's at, you get a bye week, which is much needed. Auburn, at Auburn. Auburn's struggling. I mean, they got a game. They play Ole Miss this week. They lose that one. They may be coaching with a, you know, a new head coach. Then it's Liberty in Fayetteville, LSU in Fayetteville, Ole Miss in Fayetteville. This is a stretch where if Arkansas can get healthier – they may have to, you know, put up a lot of points, but that's a stretch. At Auburn, Liberty at home, LSU at home, Ole Miss at home. Ole Miss is going to be tough, but and LSU is too. I mean, I'm not saying that like they're not going to be hard games, but um, they they are in Fayetteville, and that makes a difference. And then you're at Missouri, 
And Missouri showed it could hang with Georgia a little bit. That was surprising. That was two weeks ago. But, um, I mean, these are all games individually. You look at them that Arkansas can win. Fire everybody. <laughs> Fire everybody. Malik Hornsby's staying at quarterback, by the way. They're going to quit doing all that stuff with him at wide receiver. They're just going to let him stay at quarterback. All right. Let's get to Danny. Super late. Sorry, Danny. Show did not go as planned, just like a lot of things with Arkansas this week. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There's a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. What's up? Nothing's up, Danny. What's up with you? Well, you sound great. You're in a great mood, ain't <laughs> well, you? Well, I had to start the show three times. You know, I'm yeah. already a little, you know, perturbed just the way things are going, state Terrible. of the program, all that stuff. But uh, it's always lovely to talk to you, Danny. Well, thank you. I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good myself, man. Hey, don't forget, it's our favorite time of the year. There's still a lot of good things going on. So, man, I went hunting. Uh, Saturday morning I'll, I'll spare you all the details but just being in the woods I say it every year man this time of year northwest Arkansas you got a chance you don't even have to hunt just walk around the woods man you'll be surprised you feel a lot better <laughs> okay maybe I'll take a walk in the woods then yeah walk and talk in the woods there yeah you go. there you go so Danny um I had to start you with some more bad news after that, but Arkansas got a decommitment, Braylon Russell. A lot of people say they saw that one coming. For those who don't know, he's a four-star running back in the class of 2024, just a junior uh, in high school. But um, obviously you never like to see a decommitment. Yeah, yeah, not really surprised by it either. I was thinking back, uh, I want to say a few months ago, Trey, you and I were kind of talking off the record, and I think I mentioned then that, you know, it would it would surprise me. Uh, I think there's going to be some ups and downs and, peaks and valleys with that recruitment a lot of people still coming after him Ole Miss Tennessee both of which are you know top 10 at the moment when Mm -hmm. Arkansas is on a little bit of a slide there so you know the timing of it and maybe a little bit rough for you after that three game losing streak so if anything I might have been surprised that uh maybe it didn't happen sooner Mm -hmm. saw him at the Alabama game on the sideline seemed to be having a really good time but you know they're gonna stay on him they're not gonna stop recruiting Braylon he's too good and he's in the state so you can't you can't give up on it but let him take his time you know uh, reconfigure I guess and maybe take some uh some other trips but you know I think they're in a pretty good spot with Jimmy Smith there man I think he's kind of earned the benefit of the doubt I think they're always going to sign a quality 
running back. We saw him headed out of the park in this year's class when people didn't know who Isaiah was. Um, the kid out of Florida, August Dave, mm. you know, he was a three-star kind of flying under the radar. Arkansas gets his commitment. Next thing you know, he's number 15 running back in the country, just yeah. skyrocketed. So Braylon might have I committed way, okay. he might have committed way too early too. I mean, he was just a, yeah. just a sophomore. Maybe, I think maybe even before all the NIL stuff came out, maybe he was like, ah, maybe I want to see what, what yeah. restructure my deal or something here. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. I tell you, you never know nowadays. But that was a that was a really early commitment, kind of out of nowhere too. Last early last November, maybe mm-hmm. Mississippi State game. Um, got in the truck after the game, headed home, and, and started seeing texts and all this stuff that he's committed. And I was like, man, the the twenty four kid. That's mm-hmm. a little bit early. I remember thinking. So, yeah, you know, there's still plenty of time left, so they'll be okay. But. Uh, do want to mention Kawan Lacey. He's a guy I really like. I want you to check him out yourself, but I think you'll like him. 5'10", 200 out of Lancaster, Texas. He's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he recently visited. So for the Alabama game, he, he got offered after that visit. So Kawan Lacey might be a guy to keep your eye on. Danny West joining us. Again, you can follow him at Danny West 247 on Twitter. He is a Hogsforce recruiting analyst. Danny, I want to read you this from Apple Podcast. This is from Covington Buzzkill. He leaves us a five-star review. And if you haven't left us a five-star review, then you should do so. He says, other than the actual games, there's nothing I would rather have than Trey and Danny whispering sweet Razorback talk into my ears. It's an unbiased, unfiltered, unabated, and sometimes it's, a, it's tough to swallow. However, it's always the truth. Trey is hard to look at. What is – I don't understand. Like, I've got a couple. Like, Trey's got a face for radio. Trey's hard to look at. Trey is hard to look at but easy to listen to, and that's why I chose to listen to his <laughs> podcast. Here's why I think he may be being facetious. He says, what a buzz kill, by he the says way. Danny could be a supermodel, and we know that's thank not you. true. So, obviously, yeah. this guy's just joking around. But thankfully, he mean, graces my ears with the most up-to-date and insightful recruiting info out there. Subscribers, subscribe and listen. You won't be disappointed. Appreciate that, Covington Buzzkill on Apple Podcast. That is not a buzzkill. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Checks Super in the mail. <laughs> All right, Danny. Well, um, what what are your thoughts on the state of this program right now? I know you've got you know people think you're yep. just a recruiting guy, but you're so much more than than uh, than that. And um, and we haven't really talked. Usually we will talk after a game, but we didn't even really talk after this one. It's just kind of wanted to yeah. put it to bed and get over it. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I said last week I didn't like it, didn't feel good about it at all, Trey. I I was not joking. I almost went with like 45 to 17 yeah. as a prediction. Then I said, nah, let's let's ease up a little bit, swing a touchdown the other way maybe. And But, man, I just I never felt good about it. So I think my point is it's easier to not be as upset when you kind of think that's coming, you know. I could mm-hmm. hear the, the cowbells last Tuesday, it felt like. I just It seemed like one of those games that's never going to go your way from the start. And it, it turns out it felt that way. But, man – I, if we've learned one thing over the last few years across all three major sports, it's that you can't write them off too soon. I think they've gone through a really rough stretch, a really unfortunate stretch with certain injuries. I mean, their two number ones both got hurt yeah. in, in some capacity. They lost Jalen super early, lost KJ for a really important road game in his home state. That's tough. I mean, you, that's all you could say about it. That's tough luck. And uh, among other injuries too, but those two certainly stick out. But I think once they get healthy and getting KJ back is a big deal, I think they can go win this thing this week. I, 
I'll, BYU's tough. They're always tough. They're never, you know, flashy. They're always just solid, strong at the line of scrimmage. But Arkansas, I think, can run the ball against them this week. I, it wouldn't shock me if they go out there and get back on the winning track this yeah. week. They give up like 172 rushing yards a game. So uh, a healthy yeah. KJ Jefferson, you know, back with them. Um, obviously, a lot of a lot of good things can happen. And uh, as as bad as this defense is, you know, I don't I don't know that BYU has the same level of athlete. I'm with you. Uh, yep. as, as Mississippi State and, of course, Alabama, obviously. So, um, yeah. you know, the numbers that I don't, I don't like, though, you know, when I, you know, we talk about the, you know, the yardage and, and all that stuff, what I don't like about what Arkansas did in this last game is 10 and 84. That's 10 penalties for 84 yards yeah. and losses. I don't like 0 for 3 on third down particularly – or, excuse me, on fourth down particularly when, um, you know, some of those come on, um, you know – Come in the in the red zone at the goal sure. line. You know, Arkansas was th- was eight of sixteen on third down. That's not a bad third down conversion. No, that's not Especially bad at all. Miss- Mississippi State was five of thirteen. They were three of five on fourth down, though. Um, so you know, and, and you know the game within the the game, uh, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're going for fourth and three, backed up with a running play on their own thirty-one. Yeah. You know, and, and you get down there deep in the red zone, and suddenly you get a little bit cute. And no, man, line up and, and see if you can do what they just did to you. I know. You know that kind of that, that type of stuff over the course of a game, psychologically, I think would would have some impact on you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're pushing you after the whistle. Don't ju- don't just take that. Like I'm not yep. saying go get a fifteen yarder, but don't get punked like that. I don't. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, you got to be the. I mean, football is a, an edgy game, and you got to be on yep. edge to play it. No question. And I, I did feel like there was a little bit of fire uh, that was missing, but also it's hard to manufacture that out of nothing. And you know, you you get yeah. stopped in your you know in the red zone on fourth down, and you know you just have some things happen to you like that. It's hard to get that momentum swing. That's why when you yep. get the momentum, it's you got to do everything you can to keep it because uh, it, yeah. it's such a big part of college football. Yeah. Nine pass breakups, Trey, stat of the, the week for you, I guess. They had 15 pass breakups going into that game. Yeah. Put up nine. So that's a that's a pretty good improvement. Now, some of that's got to do a, a whole lot to do with who you play. They're going to throw it, yeah. what, almost 60 times. But that was a good start. They were in position. Mm-hmm. Could have had a few interceptions there. So maybe that's, that's, that's one step in the right direction, maybe. 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 Need, we'll need, see. Need to catch some interceptions when you're thrown to you. Yeah, All right, Danny. I'm on the ball machine. We'll see you next week. You got anything else? All right, brother. Appreciate you. We'll see you. All right, everybody. That's Danny West. Again, follow Danny at Danny West 24-7. He's the Hog Sports recruiting analyst and has been for a really long time. And we keep him around because he does such a good job. All right, we're going to hop over to Andrew Ellis now. Andrew covers Razorback basketball, baseball, football. Does a little bit of everything for us. Andrew, how you doing, man? I'm doing just wonderful, Trey. How are you? Well, that's surprising that you're doing so well. I figured you'd be a little bit uh, like kind of down in the dumps, like everybody else in Arkansas this week. Well, I thought you I thought you were going to chirp me for my my game prediction. I thought that's where you were going with that. But you mm-hmm. know what? I'm just going to get it right out in front of this story now. <laughs> First and foremost, this was my, my I made one. I texted Curtis this at like 11:45 p.m. Mm-hmm. the night before. I was like, you know what? I just have a random gut feeling i typed out my whole thing about them losing i had it like 31 to 21 or something like that and had the whole and i was just you know this is gonna be a tough game for Arkansas to win and then i don't know what came over me i just had a gut feeling i was like you know what i think kj is gonna end up playing in this game and they're gonna win mm. this is gonna be you know back against the wall Arkansas is gonna do it I, you were I just telling yourself lies you were laying there yeah. lying to yourself 
that's exactly what I was doing. And I was lying to Curtis Wilkerson, and he was telling me I was lying to myself. But it is what it is. But anyways, I, I don't, you know, the problem with me even saying that, oh, I picked it thinking KJ might play mm. is I don't think KJ makes up 24 points. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been a closer game, and I think they would have had a much better chance, obviously. But as we saw Saturday, you know, the issues run much deeper than the quarterback position. And, you know, it's – uh it's going to be interesting to see. This is going to be a huge week for Arkansas just to kind of see how they bounce back. And I know we say that every week because they've been losing these last few weeks to kind of see how they respond. But, I, you know, I hate when people throw around terms like must win and, oh, they, they have to win this one. And I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But if you're Arkansas, I mean, you really – this has to be the time where you're, you know, your character and just where you're at as a program shows up this weekend. This is where, you know, you're banged up. You're on a three-game losing streak. Things aren't going your way. Like, Whatever the best version of Arkansas is from an effort and from a physicality standpoint, I think they, it has to show up this weekend. It mm-hmm. just has to. And I get it. That's hard to do because you're going to have maybe a few guys out in the secondary and things like that. You're still in behind the eight ball from an injury standpoint. But, you know, whatever it is, like we just got to see Arkansas's best punch. And I think it's time for them to start throwing them. Yeah, well, I definitely agree with that. I don't agree with your 31-30 prediction, obviously. So for those who don't know what we were talking about, Andrew's done a good job predicting, but uh, he went off the rails a little bit on this one and picked uh, Arkansas to win 31-30. Um, Curtis, I think, also had had Arkansas covering, um, but had had Mississippi State winning. And then Danny and I, of course, um, had um, had Mississippi State covering and winning, obviously. Um, the, the two veteran guys knew what to expect, I guess. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I'll, I'll I'll take this one. You know, I picked them to win. It is what it is. Like I also just was looking at the the numbers, and I was like, you know, if we all pick them to cover, and I, you know, we're just gonna end up tied the whole year. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll end up first place on the leaderboard this week. So I was like, you know what? I'll just do it. And uh, you know, it didn't work out. It you rolled, it rolled the dice. Tried to make a name for yourself because you know I bump the the leader up to the top of the predictions board every time. So you're you're unfortunately gonna be at the bottom this week. You're gonna have to dig yourself out of it, Andrew. My, my PR team let me down for sure. <laughs> So, Andrew, have you looked at this BYU game any? I have not a ton. I watched them whenever they played Baylor. Mm-hmm. I watched that game a decent amount, I and I was kind of yeah. keeping up. I was kind of keeping up with the Notre Dame game, but not a ton. I really dive dive into it later this week. But uh, as I, you know, as you guys have mentioned, Arkansas should have a decent advantage when it comes to running the ball, and really just from a physicality standpoint with their offense, they should be able to kind of control the game there, which we've seen them do pretty much against every defense they faced other than Mississippi State this past weekend. And, you know, Sam Pittman talked about the frustrations with the offensive line. And so I'd be surprised if we didn't see a much better performance from Arkansas offensively, mm-hmm. especially if you get K.J. Jefferson back. But I just think the offensive linemen, they just have to impose their will in this game. And, you know, we can, you know, later in the week I'll get to look at the details and kind of see what they have. I know they just got their two top two of their top receivers back this weekend. And, you know, Jaron Hall's a good quarterback. I've watched him a lot. Mm-hmm. There's still going to be a lot of – question marks for Arkansas to answer but you know the thing I'm just most interested to see is just how they set the tone offensively and Pittman talked about how they want to start fast and they might even ask to receive the ball so they can kind of get something going offensively and get some you know because they've fallen behind these last couple weeks I would rather I heard him I I was obviously at the press conference I heard him say that I I wish that they do not do that Um, I still think I'm with you there I'm with you there when he said it I was kind of like I don't know if that's (laughs) that's the right decision there but I just I'm one of those that just I'd rather have the ball at the start of the second half and I think most would and I think you know he probably agrees there too he was just kind of pointing to that he wants them to have some momentum early in the game and I agree with him and so that's kind of just the biggest thing I'm looking for, aside from any other matchups of 
how does Arkansas's receivers match up with their DBs or their receivers versus Arkansas's is whatever. I just want to see Arkansas kind of come out and set the tone offensively and kind of see where KJ Jefferson's at with his health. Well, I'm assuming he's going to kind of work his way back and kind of just want to see Arkansas offensively take it to these guys. And they obviously have the capability of doing it. And on the road, they're going to have to be physical and It'll be fun to watch, and it should be a really good environment there, too. Yeah, Andrew Ellis joining us again. You can follow Andrew at Andrew Ellis 24-7. Covers all aspects of Arkansas sports, baseball, basketball, um, obviously football. Anything else you want to report on, Andrew, going on? I know you've you've watched some scrimmages with baseball, and uh, obviously basketball is red-white games right around the corner now. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that red-white game. The thing I'm not looking forward to is the fact that it's in Barnhill Arena because last year the, the internet just went out on us, and so I'm not too excited about that, although it is really cool to be in that arena. And they probably the don't have Ozarks Go. They're probably not using <laughs> probably Ozarks don't. Go. They probably haven't been watching the show and, and hearing your ad rates. But, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that red and white game, though. It's going to be really fun to kind of watch this team the basketball team grow and evolve over the year and mm-hmm. kind of see, you know, where, what all the, it'll be, I know we got to see them on the foreign tour, but this red white game will be a good time for fans to kind of see what they have and kind of start to fall in love with, you know, you, the red white game is you, you watch the the ninth man hit four threes and you talk yourself into him yeah. being the best player on the team and stuff like that. It's about to be that time of year for basketball. So that's really fun. And you know, the baseball team also has a really interesting, randomly a two weeks ago, uh, coach Van Horn randomly told the media that they were playing the Texas Rangers instructional team in October. And it's going to be this week, Wednesday and Thursday. The game will be free for fans to attend. But that's going to be really kind of fun to watch because Arkansas hasn't played outside competition in fall ball since, I believe, the 2019 fall. So it would be kind of cool to see Why, Arkansas what is, go what is What is that? The Texas Rangers yeah, instructional so, team? <laughs> the, 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 the press release was about as vague as what I said was, where it was like, Texas, it's people in the Texas Rangers organization, ages 17 to 24, just kind of, you know, the professional players for them that they're trying to develop. I'm sure it's a mm-hmm. lot of international guys who have just signed with their rookie teams and stuff like that, and maybe a few guys who have been drafted recently. But it's going to be, a, I guess, a professional team, but kind of not a real team. But it's just going to be a bunch of young professional players playing against Arkansas. And, you know, like I said, it's going to be kind of cool to see Arkansas play against another team won't be on TV, won't be streamed or anything, but admission is going to be free in Baumwalker Stadium and should be pretty fun. Yeah, sounds like it. All right, Andrew, anything else to add? I think I'm all good. Uh, you know, hopefully my prediction goes better this week and uh, we'll see We'll see how it goes. It has to go better this week. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other option. <laughs> hey, it happens, it happens. It does, it does. All right, Andrew, appreciate you, brother. All right, thank you. All right, Andrew Ellis again, at Andrew Ellis 24-7. Just busting his chops a little bit there. Andrew does a really good job, but uh, he was kind of feeling it. He was kind of feeling it that uh, maybe things could change this week. I think everybody was. I mean, everybody who may have gone into the game predicting a loss for Arkansas, you're still just as irate as it unfolds in front of you, you know, expecting them or, you know, hoping that they would do better and stuff. And this was my first game to, to watch at home on TV. Uh, this season uh, I didn't go to Starkville so um, obviously it's a different viewing experience and I don't let anybody else I was in my office just over here um, nobody else is <laughs> I'm just not fun to I'm not a fun person to watch a game with so all right let's look at BYU real quick obviously we're turning the page to them um, 
They opened up against South Florida, won 50-21, then beat Baylor 26-20 in two overtimes. Watch that game. Lost to Oregon 41-20, beat Wyoming 38-24, beat Utah State 38-26, and then just lost in Las Vegas this past weekend to Notre Dame 28-20. That game was on NBC. I watched uh, a good bit of that game. And then, of course, Saturday, October 15th, 2.30 p.m. Central Time, Arkansas uh, versus BYU at LaBelle Edwards Stadium in Provo, Utah. Game is on ESPN. Look at the stats real quick for BYU. BYU scoring offense, 32 points a game. 418.2 yards per game. So they're good. Good on offense from a number standpoint. 264 passing yards per game. Solid number. 153 rushing yards per game. Okay. Not great. Not bad. Just kind of middle of the pack, especially with their passing offense. Scoring defense, 26.7 points a game allowed. Not too bad. 362 Yards per game allowed, okay, not awful, not great. Pass defense has been strong, only allowing 190 yards per game. Rushing defense is allowing 172 yards per game. That may be the matchup for Arkansas, especially with having K.J. Jefferson back. Jaron Hall, quarterback, 129 of 188 passing, that's 68.6% for 1,558 yards, 14 touchdowns, and two interceptions. It's a 160.7 efficiency rating. So good numbers for Jaron Hall. Their best runner is Christopher Brooks, 63 carries, 384 yards, 6.1 yards to carry, five touchdowns, averaging 64 rushing yards per game. Top receiver, Keanu. Hill, 17 catches for 334 yards. They also have Cody Epps with 25 catches for 298 yards. Hill has four touchdown catches and Epps has five. So those are the top receivers. Braden Cosper also another quality receiver for him. Ben Bywater is their leading tackler, followed by Max Tooley. Those guys have 46 and 42 tackles respectively. Top sack guy, John Nelson. They don't get to the quarterback a lot. He only has two sacks as their leader. All right, let's get to some questions. Get your questions in if you haven't done so already. Again, I want to thank our sponsors over at Ozarks Go. If you have not thought about trying internet and you're disappointed with your internet, then you should check out the guys at Ozarks Go. Uh, they came and installed internet at my house over a year ago before I even started doing these promos, and I never thought about them again. Never had to plug and unplug. If you're somebody, maybe uh, you're not as familiar with technology and stuff, and your internet goes in and out, and you've got somebody that you call, let me call my internet guy, you should not be having an internet guy. You should just have Ozarks go and not ever worry about it. Just have all your stuff work, all your devices, never get in an argument with your kids. I don't know, honey, the internet's not working. Let me go unplug it and plug it back in. No, never had to do any of that stuff with Ozarks Go. They offer a gigabit service, which is 1,000 megabits per second up and down. Uh, that's almost, that's basically instant. It's basically instant. Also offer 100 megabits per second. They're not going to try to hook you with some low price and then jack your rates up the next year. Your rate's going to be the same the first year as it is the second year. 
Okay. Same speed uploading. If you like to upload a lot of stuff, you're going to have great speed uploading. It's not just download speed. So, uh, great service. Ozarks go, go to ozarksgo.net slash H a W G. Again, that's Ozarks go with an S ozarksgo.net slash H a W G. And you can find out if they're available in your area, north of the tunnel in Northwest Arkansas, Eastern Oklahoma as well. All right. Questions. We had a hard time getting this show started, man. We're a little late starting because my battery ran, ran low on my computer and it went to like a power saving mode. It didn't recognize that it was plugged in and that makes all my devices and apps and stuff just like really work poorly. But we got we rebooted, made sure to recognize that it was powered up and we're charging. Yep, we're at 25%. So we were at 1%. So it was going to shut off. It was just going to shut the whole computer down. Timothy David Long says, I believe we can win out. By the way, happy birthday to Landon Montgomery. I see you on there. Landon says, Trey, thank you for the birthday wishes, big dog. You gained a new top fan in my life. That's good. I appreciate that, Landon. Glad you like the, the birthday wish. Timothy David Long says, I believe we can win out if we can get healthy and stay healthy along. Staying healthy is going to be tough, along with going in. With that Arkansas Razorback mentality, I believe. Also, what, what bowl do you project for the Hogs at this point? Um, CBS came out with a bowl projection. It's kind of gotten like a little bit lower and lower. I mean, you started off with maybe a New Year's Six type, and then next thing you know, you're Citrus, then Gator, then Music City. Um, I don't know. I'm not ready to talk about bowl season yet. They got to get some things on track. So, but they can they can beat every team on the schedule individually they they need to get healthy they need to get miles slusher back that'd be a key i mean if they could get miles slusher back if bumper pool could get healthier obviously keeping kj jefferson will bonham said bonham says hey trey how does arkansas do with nil deals or players as walmart contribute at all i don't know that walmart like puts their name behind any specific player or anything um there are like some maybe vendors and stuff that do stuff through walmart but uh, i think they do probably about what everybody else does i don't know what the numbers are they're all private so i don't know what the numbers are i mean the real thing that people are doing now is the collectives where the age you know the um, boosters all get together and raise money and do it that way so mike russell says they've got to revise they've got to do some kind of structuring of it or something because it's I don't know. It's also secretive feeling. I don't know. Mike Russell says, what do we have to do to win? And I know some people that like sponsor athletes and stuff, you know, but you know, like restaurants and things like that. I know what they pay, but I don't want to like put their information out there. Ma uh, Mike Russell says, what do we have to do to win? I think you, uh, we will have a new secondary coaches. I mean, new secondary coaches ain't going to matter if that's the secondary players that he's got. It's just not. Okay. There's, there's, Unless he can make their hands that much better where they catch the balls that are thrown to them, um, they're just not that good in the secondary. They're just – they're not. Without having Catalan, without having Slusher back there, that's – I mean, that's a lot. I mean, think about everything that they lost. They lost Greg Brooks. They lost Joe Fouché. They lost uh, Ladarius Bishop, who's also injured. Ladarius Bishop started most every game last year. Not every game, but almost every game. Uh, and he's out for the season. Um you know, you lost those two guys to transfer. You lost Monteric Brown to the NFL draft. You're just depleted there. The The way to fix what you got going on in the secondary is to, you know, help yourself in the transfer portal and recruit your way out of it. 
you know, this is year three for Sam Pittman. This isn't a situation where I looked at Chad Moore's situation. I'm like, this guy has got to go. I mean, this is a disaster. They're not getting better. They're getting worse. They quit on him. They quit on their defensive coordinator. The coaches don't get along. There's fighting. I mean, it was awful. It, it was blatant to me that they needed a new head coach. That's not the case here, okay? Sam Pittman doesn't need to go here. Sam Pittman has breathed life back in the program. The players love him. They'll fight for him. He can recruit. He can build this program back up. It's just going to take a little bit of time. It, it just is. Now, healthy, if they get away, you know, something that helped them big time last year, there's a good example. Like, what helped them so much last year? One of the things was having so many super seniors come back for an extra year that otherwise would have been gone. And that really helped them from a depth standpoint. Okay? They don't have that so much this year. And they're not going to have it in future years either. They've got to help themselves through the transfer portal, build the depth, build it through recruiting, something sustainable long term. I know everybody wants it now. I want it now. You do too. It's just not realistic now. It's going to be easier, though, with the transfer portal. It's going to be easier. I think you maybe take more than what you thought in the portal this year and try to shore some things up. And if you got to pay them to do it, then that's what everybody's doing. Timothy David Long, oh, we already read that. Read Landon Montgomery's, Paul Mitchell. Oh, there you go, Landon. Landon says, just feels like we lost that dog mentality we played with last year, guys like Morgan leaving. Yeah, Morgan was a big – I think Land, I think Morgan was the guy that kind of tied everything together on defense from a leadership standpoint. Jonathan Parker says, if we run the RPO, why don't they have that option at the goal line? Pittman said that wasn't the read on the goal line. I didn't like the goal line play. I didn't like the passes more than anything. I just felt like run, run. Like we keep talking about this offensive line. You got an all SEC center up front. You got big backs. And I know they got stuffed on one of those runs, but to me, run the ball. And if that's how it doesn't work, then then run it. Carl Krotke Crandall says, Trey, in your opinion, is Pittman too nice, fatherly as a coach? No, I don't think that's – I think the players like him. I think you kind of have to be that a little bit in this day and age because players can just get up and leave. Um, we don't see the practices, but it feels like there's not enough stick with the carrot to address the sloppy playing. I mean, he gets after him in practice. Uh, Paul, I think that's just on your end. You're the only one complaining about the audio. Everybody else has good audio. So maybe it's uh, – I don't know. Maybe play, turn your volume up. I don't know. One of the five best pass rushers in the nation was never used to rush the pass or head scratcher. I agree with that. They got to change that. They can't just do the drop eight. First of all, I mean, like, let's get as many secondary players on the field as possible and take away, you know, the defensive line and you know, the edge guys that have been so good. Let's put as many defensive backs out there as possible. Oh, yeah, we're depleted in the secondary with injuries. That didn't really make a whole lot of sense. 
Cliff Boyd says, do you know if KB scripts his first 20 plays like Petrino on offense? Everybody scripts like the first 15 plays or so. Tim Buckhalter says, I haven't watched or listened to the last four weeks. Really appreciate your work and that of your team at Hog Sports, but it's been too painful, even though I've been wary about the BYU game since the turnaround. You know, Danny made a good point. This is our favorite time of year, and we have to remember that. I mean, Arkansas didn't go undefeated for the 53rd straight season. It's not working out the way we thought it was going to. There's still a lot of football left, and there's a very manageable schedule. they got to get healthy, get K.J. back going. It's not a bad schedule to finish things out. The tough part, to me, is is done. I'm not saying they're going to win all these, but individually you look at them, they should be right there on every single one of those games, if not, if not winning pretty good. All right. I see more questions on there, but unfortunately, guys, we uh, got off to a little bit of a late start. We got practice and everything to get to, too. So, yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. We didn't do an extra long show today. We had to start three times. All right, everybody, I want to thank Danny West for joining us. I want to thank um, Andrew Ellis as well. Thank you, all of you, for being patient with us while we had our technical difficulties. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll be back with you guys on Thursday. We've got plenty of content coming throughout the week. We'll be back with you guys on Thursday. Uh, we'll have somebody from uh, the BYU side of things to come on and, and talk with us, and Curtis Wilson will join as well. And, uh, yeah. That'll be it. So until the primer, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 